Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Canada is king and queen of household debt. And how come? We kind of just uh, opened up a, a little bit of the information as we discussed with Barry Choi. And now I, I want to talk about what this means economically. You know, as I began the show, I talked about that I'm here in PEI right now. And and I'm always interested in what is on people's minds, especially because they're so political out here. And they are. They're saying the same stuff. And it's tied into this story that there's no place to live and not enough houses. And you could years ago, when I first used to start coming here, houses took years to sell, years and years sometime to sell. Not so now. And they're building new one. They're wondering, are they really for the people who need them? And renters are getting tossed out and the rent's going up and all the things that are happening all over the place. And how is it giving us the position that we're some of the worst in the world. Why? What are we doing here? And what do we need to do to get out of this? Chelton Dave is joining us, who, uh, Chetan Dave is joining us, who's an economist at the University of Alberta. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm okay. Are you worried about this household debt story? I mean, this is a big deal. Biggest in the G7. You know, we're kind of, every time I'm ever covering Canada's opinion at the G7, we're always reminded, you know, we're we're not one of the big people and the big guns in this world. And here we are. Were you surprised about this? Well, um, I'm not surprised. Uh, Canada's been going through a very unique situation. Um, economically speaking. And uh, folks have, to an extent, ridden out this uh, pandemic and um, this, for lack of a better term, economic mess by uh, sort of financing uh, using debt. And now, you know, the thing with debt is, is that at some point you're going to have to pay it back. So, you know, everything goes back to the pandemic, even as we talked about what was happening in Alberta election. Now, you're bringing up, do you think this is a post-pandemic thing, or we were we on the road here in Canada before this? I think we were on the road a little bit uh, towards this. Canada, typically, uh, in the past decade or so, maybe a little longer, a decade and a half, um, has been on this path of rising household debt. Um, now, we escaped that uh, Great Recession in 2007, 2008, the financial crisis. We, we escaped that because uh, relative to the U.S., we had better sort of regulations and such when it came to banking. But Canadian um, debt levels have been rising over time. And uh, I'm sort of, for lack of a better term, the breed of economist who is not terribly in favor of uh, that high household debt level. 
And one of the reasons we're doing it is we have the highest uh, we have the highest housing prices in the world in a, in a lot of measures here. And oh, that points that points to planning. So if you're, you know, most people's debt, let's face it, it's tied up in their mortgage, isn't it? So if people yeah, we're getting yeah. these huge mortgages, then of course we have household debt. Do you think that's a big part of the problem? I think that is a very large part of the problem. Um, I think supply, relatively speaking, has been limited with respect to housing, uh, especially in the big metro areas, uh, both for natural reasons, like Vancouver. Obviously, one side is ocean, so you can't exactly build on the ocean. On the other side is mountains. So, I mean, yes, uh, there have been some natural supply constraints to increasing housing. But uh, in general, Canadians take the housing as their primary source of uh, sort of savings, if you will, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they, they go with equity and housing being you know, their sort of nest egg in some sense. So um, there's also, I think, historically, there's been sort of this move to, you know, keep uh, housing values up. And one way you do that is via various uh, zoning and other regulations restricting the supply of new housing. But now it's come to a point where um, it's just too, it's caused this over-leveraging when it comes to debt. And uh, now in this this, uh, inflation doing what it's doing, I think the Bank of Canada is uh, basically stuck between a rock and a hard place because if they increase interest rates anymore, um, then it's quite possible that there's going to be huge crashes when it comes to households who are relying on debt. But at the same time, interest rates need to rise in order to account for this overall inflation um, that doesn't seem to be uh, sort of uh, going away anytime soon. No, but we did make some progress. And now, Chayton, you know, we, as you say that, it reminds me of too big to fail. Has this whole attitude of Canadian spending, investing in their house, is it going to drive economics in a way that maybe we shouldn't go? Have we lost the freedom to do the right thing? Well, I mean, I don't think we've lost freedoms at all in Canada to do, I mean, do we need a change in policies? Probably. Um, do we need to, I mean, I have my favorite, every economist has their favorite set of uh, policy measures that they'd like to see. Um, in my particular opinion, uh, we need to think about uh, those policies that can help us become a bit more productive. Um, in my particular opinion, um, it's, there needs to be a fair amount of change in how we do taxation. Um, we need policies that increase the supply of housing and the supply of residential structures and non-residential structures and whatnot. I think we need uh, to be more open to trade globally with respect to not just uh, goods and services, but also our natural resources. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, somehow this debt needs to be addressed. And usually when a household finds itself uh, having a lot of debt, they usually work their way out of it. And perhaps nationally we need to do something of the same kind. You know, um, one of the one of the things is we talk about um, the housing prices, and I know that this question is happening all across Canada as we accept more immigrants, and we need economically uh, these immigrants for our, our greater engine of the economy. 
But it's you, you hear people say, well, it's kind of tough because what do you do? Do you? And I, I know they're saying that in Atlantic Canada, but people that are talking to me, they're saying, you know, do you invite people for dinner if you don't have a place for them at the table? But economically, we just need those numbers, don't we? We absolutely need the immigration. There's no doubt about it. But we also need regulatory changes with respect to increasing housing supply all across the country or wherever it's constrained, I should say, um, uh, so that uh, we can house the folks who are coming into the country, right? So that requires zoning changes, that requires regulation changes. And um, I know that there's always a sense of not in my backyard and all that kind of stuff that goes on because people want to keep their housing values high. But we're going to have to suffer a little bit while this new supply comes online and the whole country grows itself out of the head. And we're growing in ways not everybody not everybody agrees with here. As you say, it's going to be tough because now all the people that were protecting their neighborhood, and you know, when I first started covering City Hall, protecting your neighborhood it was such an honorable thing to do. It isn't so much now, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, when I you, mean, it's honorable you, in this way. It depends <laughs> on who you talk to, right? I mean, yeah. um, if I, I mean, if I owned a house, I would be very much trying to make sure that its uh, value is retained, especially if it's my principal way of saving for uh, for later. But um, that also comes with cost. So, you know, we're, we're facing a situation where we're going to have to make some tough choices. And... Uh, there's only one way to make a tough choice, which is, you know, to make a tough choice. You literally have to take a rock or hard thing. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.